You tuned to Radio Holderberg 93.6 FM. My name is Vanessa Bourne and this is In the Zone. My guest this morning, I welcome back to studio Wendy Philander. She is member of the Western Cape Provincial Government as well as the chairperson on health for the Western Cape. Good morning, Wendy. Welcome back to Radio Holderberg. Uh, good morning, Vanessa, and good morning to the listeners. And thank you for having me again today. Now, since we chatted last, a lot has happened uh, with regards to the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination, not just here in the Western Cape, but also nationally. And I thought I would start off uh, with clarity with regards to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, the Department of Health suspended that rollout, but uh, since then, things have changed somewhat. Can you give us an update on that? Yes, very much. Um, thank you, Vanessa. Um, I think I would just want to put in context um, on the vaccination process in um, South Africa um, at this point in time, and which, of course, um, rightfully so, remains a bit uncertain to the public. Mm-hmm. So as the listeners will remember um, that the AZ um, vaccine, um, there was a halt on that. And that was the first batch of vaccine uh, that national government purchased from the Serum Institute in India. Mm-hmm. But um, you also remember upon the era- arrival of, of that vaccine, it was noted that the vaccine would expire before it could actually be administered properly. Mm. So... Um, it would anyway as well be ineffective to the dominant variant of um, COVID-19 in South Africa. Okay. Um, so um, the, the medical journal raised its ethical concerns with regard to the disposal of that specific um, vaccine. In terms of the Johnson & Johnson um, pause that we experienced this as well, so uh, last week the national government placed the role out of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on hold temporarily. Um, which caused mixed reactions amongst notable um, authorities um, in the country as well. Mm. Um, so, um, Vanessa, after um, the J&J um, vaccine was reported to have possible caused blood, clot, blood clots, um, they have since called for the recalibration of the system program as well, um, under which the J&J vaccine was administered. So what this basically means um, that as a nation we expected to commence the second phase of the rollout of vaccine whilst we yet had to um, complete the first phase um, for health workers and we gave that indication of how many health workers um, in the Western Cape the previous time as well as um, the 30 plus percentage that was um, completed. Okay. Um, and furthermore to that, Vanessa, it, it, it may spark fear amongst those who have already been vaccinated, of course, mm. and um, apprehension as well by, by those who had yet to be vac- vaccinated. So, um, those SAPRA has assured that these concerns are rare and that the provincial authorities are monitoring the situation very closely. We need to do more around building public confidence in the vaccination process in mm. South Africa. Now, the ad hoc committee as I also made mention and informed listeners the previous time, um, of which the Western Cape is the first and only um, legislature that has established this committee. Um, this committee was briefed by SAPRA on the 31st of March um, mm-hmm. 2021. So um, vaccine manufacturers apply to this regulatory body in order to gain approval to manufacture and to use um the vaccine, of course, according to the, the set criteria. 
And at the meeting, Oxfapra stated um, that the Pfizer vaccine, which is not currently rolled out in the country, mm-hmm. is actually the only jab approved for emergency rollout according to Section 21 okay. um, across the general population. So we expected to receive these vaccines um, or parts there of mid-April. Mm. But the new expected date um, for that, Vanessa, has been indicated as um, 17 May. Um, okay. This year. okay, so that's still got to come along. Now, um, there was good news for all the over 60s that they could now register um, for to be considered for their jabs. How can one go about doing this? And I, I believe quite a lot of people have already registered to uh, get their vaccinations are over 60s. Yes, um, Fanisha, I can just uh, perhaps make mention mm-hmm. that at this stage, just an update um, Approximately 53,000 out of the oh. Western Cape's 132,000 healthcare workers have been vaccinated, and okay. that comes down to um, about 40% um, of the healthcare workers. Um, and that is not too many, as you can see, mm. since our last engagement. Yes. Um, so this means that during um, the eight weeks um, that the J&J um, shots were administered, 300,000 healthcare workers in the country have been reached. Okay. Uh, but, Vanessa, at this stage, um, we are back at a no rollout um, stage okay. in the country. Mm. So, um, we actually need to be administering 30 to 40,000 shots per day, which yeah. we are not, uh, to reach our population immunity target as set out by the national um, government as well. Mm. And also, we yet have to complete phase one as well. Um, In fact, the Provincial Department of Health stands ready to complete Phase 1 and um, the National Minister has approved the Provincial Government's readiness to roll out um, Phase 2. We saw the National Minister in Cape Town just the other day. Mm. Um, So under Phase 2, Vanessa, um, the Provincial Government anticipates to reach 2 million residents um, under the following criteria, which is essential workers, um, clients um, in congreg- um, congregate settings, as well as older persons than six years, as well as those um, 18 years um, and older with comorbidities. Okay. Um, the mass rollout that is expected um, to begin, which will hopefully bring social, economic and psychological relief to most South Africans. Mm. Now, many people targeted at this category have been unable to work due to risk for um, contracting mm. the virus in those categories that I've just mentioned. Um, so these people are encouraged to use the following methods to make sure that they register in order to um, receive their vaccines. Okay. Vanessa, also to mention that over 340,000 senior citizens have registered for Phase 2 already, and residents who fall under the category of um, Phase 2 can do so by um, an online um, link, which they can then register themselves. We've also, in our previous um, engagement made mention of um, how exactly they can go about um, mm. the, the, the response they will receive in terms of a confirmation as well as um, once they are um, vaccinated they will have the proof that they indeed are. So at this point um, I believe it's um, currently open for those um, people um, over 60 years mm-hmm as well as our healthcare workers. So we really want to encourage the public to make sure that their neighbours, their family members, um, employees are indeed um, 
registered to be to be vaccinated. And um, Vanessa, you will also remember I mentioned the previous time in terms of the extensive um, budget for communication that yes. the Western Cape Provincial Department has catered for. Yes. So that will also form part of that um, holistic rollout approach. And um, the department will also be ensuring that those residents that do not have access to online um, facilities that they would mm. be able to also register and not be left behind. Absolutely. So we are awaiting um, further detail on uh, on exactly how that um, campaign will will kick off and how that residents will also be accommodated in order for them to receive the much necessary vaccine. So it's it's just very important if people are not sure just to look out for the communication uh, campaigns that will be coming online. Um, to explain to people how to go about it, especially for those who don't have access to online facilities. And I, I think I would like to urge people that if you are able to assist other people, if you're, you know, because the grannies and the grandpas uh, sometimes are not very technologically au fait, but uh, if there's a grandchild or somebody that can assist granny and grandpa to do so, then uh, by all means do that, or, or, or children of, of elderly parents. The, you mentioned as well that um, there you encourage the budget also allows for community involvement. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, indeed, so Vanessa, um, you know, um, in terms of a, a financial focus, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps I, I just want to take a step back. Please. Um, the health department has um, received a clean audit once again, and I think it's very commendable um, under the circumstances that we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, clean audits from a public department does not necessarily mean um, much residents who are receiving um, substandard services are, you know, completely happy with the service um, that they receive. But um, it is also our job, Vanessa, as the Standing Committee on Health in the province, as well as the Western Cape Provincial Parliament, to make sure that we conduct our oversight um, over these practices. Mm. And as well to identify the gaps in service delivery and use our parliamentary levels um, to fill those gaps. Um, nonetheless, for the financial year that ended on the 31st of March, the Provincial Department of Health received, as I said, a consecutive clean audit. And um, amidst that, um, whilst accommodating as well a 7% decrease of conditional grants, um, which is now, of course, funds, um, the conditional grants are funds that are promised by national government to the Western Cape for specific programs in mm. the health sector. You know, obviously, if there's a decrease in funding, a decrease in grants, it obviously impacts and hampers um, on expanding the digital services. Um, but at the same time, Vanessa, as Green Audit speak um, of agile, um, you know, financial management in the province mm. in order for us to roll out these very necessary um, services. To manage COVID-19, all aspects the provincial government is matching the mandatory funding that was received by national government, which is just about um, over one billion rand, the Western Cape government has actually matched that. Wow. And um, that is really, that's wonderful yeah. to make sure that our residents have access to that basic services, mm. you know, and that our health sector um, really um, are kept afloat and our residents receive the necessary mm. um, health services that they, that they need and they deserve. But also, it is a clear indication of responsible and responsible government 
and that health in the Western Cape is indeed a priority. Um, and, um, you know, it is very unfortunate that in such a um, critical and crucial sector, mm. um, we've lost $22 billion, um, in the health sector due to corruption. Sure. And that is indeed really sad. You know, a $22 billion rand, you can just imagine um, <sighs> what um, positive and, and mm. what services could have been rendered. Absolutely. Um, nonetheless, um, Vanessa, besides the ongoing budget, um, cost point, the provincial government will fund the role of, of vaccine to the value of 325 million rand to its residents. Okay. As the communication uh, process is concerned, 20 million rand, therefore, thus we are looking forward to the extensive and holistic um, indication as to how that will transpire to the entire province, to the metro, but as well to our um, outside rural towns who are sometimes mm -hmm. also hampered by, um, you know, technology to make sure that no one um, are left behind mm -hmm. when it comes to this very important um, stage um, in, in the health sector where we are now. So, um, so mm -hmm. the Provincial Department of Health um, also received uh, the largest portion of the Western Cape budget overall, and rightfully so, as there are um, no social wealth without health. Mm. Um, you know, you talked about um, community involvement. Mm. So um, during the management of the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw an increased significance in the involvement of communities in well-performing healthcare systems. Mm. So for health boards and for clinic committees, it is very much viable. Um, it is a viable way to get communities involved in issues that affect them personally. It's, it's mm. our hospitals, our healthcare facilities, um, so hospital boards and clinic committees cannot be properly constituted in the absence of at least 50% of community members. Okay. And um, having said that, Vanessa, it is critical that our residents take an interest, um, that they, um, you know, become involved and very much part of those um, bodies as mentioned. Um, it is of critical note that the dysfunctionality of boards or committees have the potential to feed into the administration and impact the level of service delivery um, mm. of our facilities. So um, you can imagine we receive um, very much people complain about um, facilities, sometimes staff, mm. sometimes infrastructure, mm. but having those active um, residents and community members on those um, facility boards, of course, is the voice of the residents and can only be a positive impact and a more proactive approach from the department side as well. So on this point, I really want to encourage our residents um, across to become involved at their local facilities and help address the gaps in the health care service um, delivery. Um, so nominations, Vanessa, are currently open okay. and will close in May. Um, I think it's the 21st of May. Um, the advertisements are out and um, that advertisement and calls for nomination has been extensively um, rolled out to all districts within the Western Cape. Okay. And of course, as the Standing Committee, we take it upon ourselves as our responsibility to also duly communicate that process and uh, that message as well, which, which we will also be doing. Would people be able to get further information on the Western Cape Government website, Wendy? They okay. should be able to, um, as well as they can make contact with Mr. Dean Stacey at the Western Cape Health Department. Okay.
It's, I think I would like to urge residents to, to consider that because uh, they know their communities and they are then able to give good input um, to those clinics and hospitals with regards to what is good for the community. So I think it's a really great opportunity for those people who are civic-minded to become involved. Wendy Philander, member of the Western Cape Provincial Government, as well as the chairperson on health for the Western Cape, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. And I know that we're going to be talking again in the near future. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much, Vanessa. It's been an absolute pleasure and we can certainly do this again. Certainly. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.